Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. How to succeed in influencing marketing? I know that many of us are asking me a lot about this question, how to get results. That's why I'm so excited today to discuss this topic with Gordon Lannister. How are you? I'm very well, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that. I know that uh, it's important today to consider influence marketing to get much higher results. And some companies only use this marketing uh, and ignore the rest. That's okay if it works for them. So, But uh, I'm looking for solutions how to unite uh, with many different marketing campaigns to get much higher results. Uh, Gordon, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this topic. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, I sort of stumbled into the influencer marketing industry, actually, because I used to run a trade association for the promotional products industry for 11 years. And in 2018, I decided to set my own consultancy up to help other uh, membership organizations with their strategy, one of which was the Branded Content Marketing Association. Um, and uh, I met in a London hotel with the CEO. And I just, when we were having this uh, meeting, uh, I said to him, who's looking after the uh, influencer industry from a best practice and a lobbying perspective? Uh, and we looked at each other as if to say, well, you know, there are all sorts of associations for marketing generally, but nothing very specifically for influencer marketing. So rather than creating something um, brand new, bearing in mind the BCMA was already a uh, uh, an existing association with a, a global footprint, we launched Influence, which was a division of that. And then um, it was great, actually. We launched it in a big London nightclub and lots of publicity, lots of influencers came along. Um, and then after that, I launched the podcast, which is called Influence, the global podcast, which has done very well. We're nearly at our 100th episode, which is a little bit behind you. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and um, and also I've written a book on influencer marketing strategy, which for those watching, can you can see uh, is behind me. And that, you know what, that is because I wanted to find a really almost like a one place compendium of information about what influencer marketing is all about i almost wrote it for myself actually um and this year it was uh, shortlisted for business book of the U- business book of the um, of the year awards in the uk which was extremely nice. humbling so so um yeah and I, I write for magazines and newspapers and all sorts of other things really so I, i'm just passionate about influencer marketing but about doing it correctly not you know, there's a lot of people that don't know how to do it or do it incorrectly. And and that, of course, is a challenge for us all. Yeah, yeah. Love your experience. By the way, you use two my loving formats, podcasts and books. I love reading books. I remember when I overwatched TV, spent so much time with that. Uh, but once I decided I can't go ahead like this, that's why I replaced this bad habit uh, by reading books right now i love reading books if i have time i usually uh, read them and i love audio podcasts as well because you know when you're uh, driving exercising walking with dogs you can listen to audio podcasts uh, even you know if, if your eyes 
uh, any eyes, you know, uh, can be done. So you can listen to audio podcast to learn more. So you can save yeah. a, a lot of time. Gordon, uh, I, I have the question about your book. Can you give me a solid reason to read your book and for my audience? Because, you know, uh, uh, I can tell why I'm asking about that. Because many books are good for sleeping. You know, when you read them, uh, you can, you know, if you have the problems with sleep, you can read, forget anything from this book, sleep well all night. You don't need to buy any pills, medicine, just take boring books you know but some books are so great for example uh if i take any book from jack london you know uh i can feel that i'm part of the journey he wrote his books like 100 years ago and you know i can forget about anything sleep meal water anything because i'm on this book i live on this journey so tell your writing style and give a solid reason what kind of benefits can i get by reading your book and my audience can uh by taking this book so it's a great question um it is packed and i mean packed with loads and loads of tips and advice so after what i wanted to do is to create a practical guide as much as a book and not only from a how to do influencer marketing how to find influencers um, the 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 different nature of work, what it's like to work with influencers, you know, evaluating ca- uh, co- um, campaigns, uh, writing content, um, or you know, we've we've um, the, featured a number of influencer platforms and agencies that you can go after and and find uh, partnerships with. Um, I think you know what what I did with this book, which I'm really pleased about. Because in 2018, I won't lie, I knew very little about influencer marketing. And that isn't very much long ago now. And here we are, 2022. And I'm, I'm probably one of the significant players within the influencer industry. And that is because when I wrote the book, I wanted to interview some of the leading players within the sector. So it is basically a huge amount of insights and interviews that I've been able to weave into the book and case studies about how campaigns have worked for, for you know, everything from drink brands to, um, uh, you know, gaming brands, all, all sorts of different things. And I think that adds a lot to it. What I've also done for those people that want to read super quick, uh, at the end of each chapter, I've done 10 highlight tips. So it's almost like if you had 10 minutes to read my book, you could just go to the end of each chapter and get a summary of the 10 actionable points from each of them. Um, And that, I think, is just makes it very easy reading. Um, There's also a glossary of terms at the back there. So when people talk about micro-influencers and nano-influencers and cost per acquisition, CPAs and stuff like that, what do they mean? Um, So I've really tried to lay it out as best I can. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, awesome. Okay, guys, you can find the link to this book in the description below. Um, I'm going to put this book on my list because, you know, I have a so big list, you know, to read uh, many great books. But yeah, I'm going to read your book because I want to know more about influence marketing. I, and I have the question, you know, uh, I found that uh, we can divide uh, customers who uh, need influence marketing in three categories. Someone who uh, never tried, someone who tried but failed, and someone who succeed with influence marketing. And uh, I spoke with all categories, and uh, the first category replied to me, uh, they can't uh, hire 
Ким Кардашьян, Криштиана Роналда, Лео Месси. So if they can't cooperate with big influencers, they don't think this channel will work. The second category usually tried. Of course, not with Kim Kardashian, but tried. But they can't get results. They spent like five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, but they can't succeed. And the third category, yeah, they love this channel. They earn a lot, you know. So, can you tell how to help the first and the second category of people? Right. Well, the most important thing is is that influencer marketing is not a silver bullet. In the same way that if you go and watch a TV advertising campaign once, uh, an advert, you don't rush out and say, great, I've got to buy this product. So a lot of it, it, it traditionally influencer marketing was what we call top of the funnel advertising, creating as much brand awareness as possible. Now, actually, because of the way it's advanced, it's actually a, a big part in the conversion process because of um, UTM links to uh, you know TikTok shops and all sorts of other things, which is which is driving conversions on a on an epic level actually. Um, but what I would say first and foremost, there are experts in the field, there are influencer agencies, there are influencer platforms um, that are there designed. The reason they have grown up so rapidly is because a lot of people that have tried and failed with influencer marketing, they don't know where to start. They don't know who to approach, who's a good influencer and who's not. Look at it like you're recruiting somebody within your own business at promoting your or selling your product or service. You would do due diligence, wouldn't you? You'd ask for a CV, yeah? You'd want to know, make sure that somebody bringing, that you're bringing into your fold is going to be a right fit. So aligning the values is really, really important. So what I would say to start with is have a look. If you're going to do it on your own, and let's just say you're going to do it on Instagram, start to have a look at the types of individuals, probably if you've not got a huge budget, nano and micro influencers. And these are the sorts of people at, that have got um, a much higher levels of engagement on their posts and that's largely because they're able to respond to those uh, followers in a very uh, swift and engaging way. Uh, so it's not necessarily about the Kim Kardashians, as you say. It's about those yeah. people that have got often up to 100,000 followers, but often even as low as, you know, five or 10,000 followers can be equally um, successful. Um, so the other thing is start to reach out to the types of people that you would like to work with. Um, and that's the equivalent of going into a conference room and not thrusting a business card in front of somebody and saying, buy my product. Try and build a relationship with your target influencer by actually liking and commenting on their content. If they've got 20,000 followers and they've got great engagement, Praise them, acknowledge them. You know, I love your content; it's really exciting. So, by the time you're ready to reach out to them, you can you can actually do just that. And you know, in 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 the form of, you know, I I've followed you for a while there. I love your content. Uh, content. Um, we've got a great product that I'd like to share with you. Um, that I think could work very well as a potential collaboration. Could we have a conversation to explore that in a little bit more detail? 
Or you can be even more specific and say, how much would you charge for a, um, a story uh, and two posts uh, on Instagram to get an idea of it? Um, now, the other thing that's really important is uh, the data behind the, these influencers' accounts. And don't be fooled by some of that, because there are some accounts, sadly, which have had bought followers, bot followers, uh, or very, very low engagement rates. And the way around that is to ask them if they have a media deck. That's like the equivalent of a CV, which will show you the types of brands, partnerships and campaigns that they've run before and the results that they've had. That's super helpful for you. Um, but also um, many of the influencer platforms and agencies will give you a huge amount of data now on engagement rates, um, the mix of their follower base. So here's an example. Say you had a, um, a, a, a particular beauty brand that you really wanted a lot of targeting women. Now, if you were to find a female influencer, beauty influencer that had 50,000 followers, you might think, this is great, right? She's got a great aesthetic. Everything looks good. But you've no idea the gender split of her audience. 70% of that audience may be men. That's no good mm -hmm. for you. 70% of that audience could be based in America. Well, if you're based in the United Kingdom, irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so what's really important is the data behind the influencers' followers, that is the sweet sauce that really matters. Um, also, you're not going to get uh, a lot of results from just one, one influencer. You can, but not always. So it's like if you're betting on a horse race and you've got 15 horses, some of them are going to come in one, two, and three, and others may not be. You're dealing with human beings at the end of the day. So um, there are, however, that said, by um, working with a number of influencers that have got slightly different markets and niches, that can be great for you as an organization because you can see maybe different markets. And, and, and let's, let's not forget, influencer marketing doesn't always have to be about buying and selling immediately. Influencer marketing can also be, be about research, understanding what your potential clients might like, you know, Brands like Nike are now starting to use influencer marketing to develop new products. And by working with their ambassadors, uh, exploring the ideas of having your own personal shoe made, this has all come as a result of influencer marketing. If I go and watch a TV and I see an advert or listen to a radio, I can't, I can't connect with the TV and say, no, I like, you know, I like that particular product. You can with influencer marketing straight away. And that's why it's such a powerful medium, because it gives instant results, not only back to the uh, to the influencer, but also back to the brand as well. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, these guys uh, have no internet. They're from North Korea. But, you know, I hope I hope they will have internet in one day uh democracy and any uh, other stuff and we will learn more about influence marketing <laughs> okay Gordon, uh can you tell how to find the right influencer for example if i can't allow kim kardashian cristiano ronaldo but i need to find a list of influencers that you mentioned that can help 
uh, to sell my products and lead my business in a new direction. Yeah. So I mentioned influencer platforms. Um, that is definitely one way in which you can um, do that and find that. Um, or indeed working with a, a specialist influencer agency is another way. Um, there are PR and marketing agencies who often have uh, pre-approved lists of, of influencers that they've worked with. Uh, you can uh, find them at events. Uh, depend lots of product launches and brands now will have influencers uh, promoting their products and services. So networking is also a good way to do that. Um, you can obviously use the direct approach uh, by um, using hashtags as well. That's often quite a good thing by just doing food influencers. Uh, you can use good old Google, like um, food influencers. If you type in food influencers, you're going to find a whole lot of, of information and blogs that have been written about uh, all various people. So they've done the work for you. And in pretty much every genre you're going to find on, on Google. And then that gives you a, a, a pool uh, in order to start that process. There are also influencer apps around which you can have a look at. Um, I have featured a number of influencer agencies and platforms on my website, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the link um, uh, as, that you can have a look at, if you like, um, just to, so that if you want to share that in the link with your with your viewers yeah, you, and, and listeners. You can send to the private chat, you know, uh, from the right side. Send me, okay. I'll submit to podcast episode. So, yeah. Okay. That's great. So, yeah, that's just some ways in which you can do that. One thing I would say, though, we've talked a little bit about Instagram. Remember, influencers come in all shapes and sizes and all guises. You know, we've now got fintech influencers. You know, we've got people what we call B2B. These are people that may not necessarily refer themselves as influencers. They may be, uh, you know, experts in their field. You know, they may be journalists. They may be all sorts of different individuals but they still have influence uh, and can be involved in uh, report writing so it's not just about selling a product or service but actually uh, it's it's about um, getting other people to promote your product or service um, what we're also seeing develop um, more recently is employee influence and realizing that actually if you can get your employees within your organization to share your content in a really engaging uh, way, uh, it, it is, well, it's an easy win and it's a virtually no cost. So people like IBM, which I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, big global giant, they actually now have an advocacy program that they have in place. They've even named their people IBMers. And those IBMers are technical experts who are seen to be highly trustworthy amongst their client base. So they are sharing uh, content from IBM on, on their own LinkedIn, on their own Twitter. And some of them now have got huge audiences, way, way bigger than the salespeople, because they're seen as trusted authority figures within that organization. Yeah, nice, nice, nice tips. Okay, uh... Let's talk about how to choose the right influencer. For example, we have micro-influencer, macro-influencer, big influencers. So uh, can you tell how to choose between them? And you mentioned that some influencers can have 
uh, a lot of bots uh, how to find that these influencers have bots not real people who can uh, buy our services anything about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you look at going, going back to Instagram, on average, Instagram has an engagement rate of um, of around, um, you know, what is it, 0.7% or something like that. Um, so in, in a way, what you're looking for is um, uh, when we run, when I've been involved in running campaigns with influencers, we're looking for a, a 3% or more um and um and, and so what and this is really important because it's not always about the size of the audience it's about the relevance of the audience so that's why stuff like a media deck is important and having a look at their aesthetic and having a look at the 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 um, amount of posts that are sponsored uh, versus those that are organic do you understand what I mean by that? So in other words, yeah. what, what we don't want is an influencer that's pr promoting Coca-Cola one day, Pepsi the next, and, you know, Tango the next. You know, we don't want a market trading influencer. We want somebody that is able to nourish, grow uh, their, their own audience. So stuff like audience growth rate is an important metric to have a look at, uh, as I said, engagement rate, the quality of their content. So are they using, um, you know, good quality pictures and videos? Because if they're doing that for themselves, then they're likely to promote your product and service in a really, really good way. So I just go back to the point I was making earlier. It's about doing your due diligence um, with the people that you're going to work with. Um, I, I also suggest that if you are going to run a campaign is making sure that you have enough budget because actually... Uh, so often people think, oh, well, if I just send an email or a, uh, uh, a direct message to them and I give, it, I give them a, a, free, a free dress or a free mug or something, they're going to go out and promote that as though those influencers have been waiting for your text all day and they've got nothing else to do. <laughs> um, you know, as, as I said in one of my podcasts, a free dress doesn't pay the rent. So really think about what you have when you're buying into an influencer is an engaged marketplace and that has its own value. So make sure that you think about um, what what budget to uh, set. Uh, now, some of these things are very negotiable and what a lot of the time uh, brands and influencers or agencies are doing are sort of creating a bit of a bundle. So, you know, I, it might mean that you don't have a huge amount of budget to spend on an influencer and that's fine. Start with smaller ones. You know, you can get influencers to do stuff for like 200 pounds, $200 a post. It doesn't have to be very expensive. Um, and you can trial it out with, with maybe five or 10 of them. And, but ask them, ask them before you commit to it, make sure that you've got a proper brief that tells them exactly about your products or service, what it is you're trying to achieve. So influencer campaigns work really, really well when the influencer has been involved right at the start of the journey. So they understand what you're trying to do because they want it to work as much as you do. Because um, if it works well for them, what's going to happen in the future? You're going to come back to them and spend more money with them and more money. And ultimately, an influencer wants, um, wants a longer-term partnership 
with a with a brand uh, because they know it's working. They also know that their audience is reacting well to the content. You know, there's nothing worse than an influencer creating a piece of content and it goes flat um, because you think, well, you know, why did that go? Why? Because actually it wasn't the right type of product or service for my audience. But, you know, a good influencer will know that. And what they'll also not want to do is be a, a mouthpiece just for your brand. So if you've, if you've put something in the brief that says, please say this, 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 and this, and only do that, 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 and that, you're being too tight and, and narrow with that briefing. And bearing in mind, you're buying into somebody who really knows how to engage and grow an audience. You want to give yeah. them not so much prescriptive. You want to tell them what, tell them what to do and, and briefly perhaps what has worked before, but leave them to make their own communication and tone of voice. Yeah, agree, hundred percent. Because you know, for example, if someone will tell me uh, how to write a post, you know, okay, I, I can, I can, but I'm not sure that uh, we can get high engagement because I know my audience, I know what kind of post they love to consume. So yeah, it's better not to limit influencers. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I get a lot of uh, requests. Uh, please uh, check out my software. Uh, you can get uh, an ear without payment, uh, get free version, get... Uh, but, you know, uh, it's interesting that, you know, really, uh, you know, it's hard to find time. So it, it doesn't mean that uh, I always deny, but uh, I have my priorities. Uh, that's why I pay attention to them and can deny. Can you? But you mentioned about uh, uh, outreach. You mentioned about personalization. Can you tell how to write emails uh, that will give a strong reason to influencer to check out uh, your products because they're busy. Most Absolutely. influencers are busy people. They have no time with that. So any insights? <laughs> It's a very good point. And, and I'm telling you now, 70% of influencers ignore direct messages and emails, 70%. So with that in mind, you know, you really got to think about crafting something that's highly specific and that you have done your, uh, your homework. I tell you what e uh, influencers hate is blanket emails that you've sent to loads and loads of other words. Something that says, dear influencer, is a complete and utter no-no. That says you haven't even taken the time to find out what my name is and who, who I am. Um, so I think first and foremost is do your research. And I said earlier, if you can start to like and comment some of their stuff, that's great. Um, I would also say um, have a look at um, trying to connect something that they have done that's really good. So rather than saying, you know, oh, I like your content, I love the story that you wrote about this. This really resonated with me, and I think it could be a really good fit for our brand promotion that we are exploring uh, as we speak. Um, we'd like to potentially have a conversation with you about uh, a, a future collaboration uh, and love to get an idea of, um, you know, what your what your rates are. So I think as well, you're assuming that they're going to uh, charge you. 
Again, a lot of brands don't do that. They assume that um, if they don't put that in the um, outreach, that the uh, that the content creator will just happily promote something for nothing. So there's two things that make a difference to an influencer is growing and nurturing their audience. So anything that you can say that will help them do that by creating something exclusive and beneficial. Uh, and then secondly, some form of um, compensation in any sort of form that that takes uh, in, involved in it. Um, I mean, you can be very specific and say, we're looking for a quote on two posts and one story on your Instagram and TikTok, uh, because they then know straight away that you're serious and you're not wasting their time. Um, you could also share with them a little bit about the product, but perhaps not massive. Uh, you, what we're trying to do is to tease them, is to give them a little bit of a, because uh, what you want them to do is to find out more. So you could also say, would you like us to send you our, uh, I don't know, product brochure, or would you like to uh, jump on a call to have a further conversation about this? So in other words, create a little bit of a call to action that isn't um, over in your face. Um, also, try and use um, friendly language tone. And the reason I say that depends on who you're talking to, of course. If you're talking to a fintech entrepreneur, it might be different. But a lot of influencers, A, a are women. You know, 80% of influencers are women. Uh, average age, 28. So be mindful of not always sounding overly corporate is trying to create a friendly environment on that uh, on that outreach uh, and any other links that you can create to your website or to your um, Instagram is all good. Yeah, nice, nice. By the way, one uh, thing that I can't deny books, <laughs> you know, I love when book offers send me their books because it's uh, my weak side. I love reading books, so I read them, leave reviews uh, on my social media, and yeah, uh, so <laughs> uh, it's uh, when someone are asking about check out their software tool, yeah, it depends on my time, but books, you know, my, my big side. <laughs> okay, uh, Gordon, I have the question about um, uh, common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that uh, companies still do in influence marketing and how to find a much better way? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think first and foremost is they don't do their research you know, they, mm -hmm. they, you know, I think that's a massive uh, error of judgment. Um, so making sure that you've, you've taken time to do that. And that's why, of course, there are experts that have created uh, vetting procedures that allow you to do that. Um, another common mistake, mistake is not uh, using the proper advertising disclosures like hashtag ad, and that some of those content creators have now been pulled up by the Advertising Standards Authority and appeared on their black watch list. That's not very good for the influencer and or the uh, the brand. So making sure that they've got proper brand safety guidelines. Um, uh, not having two things, a proper brief and a contract. And the reason why it's important to have a brief is, is, that, is that everybody is clear about what is expected of them, when the posts are supposed to go live, um, what type of posts they are. Is it going to be a video? Uh, and if so, how long? 
Um, even things like pronunciation, you said at the beginning of our, our pre-warm-up, can I just make sure I understand the pronunciation of your name? Well, just imagine if you've got a, the influencer has gone out to a, a shoot location, has done the video and really, really great, and has pronounced the name of the brand wrongly. So when she's gone to have that um, approved by the brand, they say, we love the video, but the, but the uh, you've pronounced our name. You need to go back and do that again. Well, that is a huge amount of time and cost wasted when if that could have been easily identified at the briefing stage. Um, things like remuneration, not just the amount, but when they're going to get paid. You know, you don't want to be paying an influencer uh, three months after they've done the job. If you want to upset an influencer, then that's surely the way to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, they've got an audience that they can tell people about in a negative way as well as a positive way. So, uh, you know, um, what else? And not having proper call to actions and links. So people have seen a great video. They've seen a great product or service. But where does it? Where does it go? You know, what, what's the next call to action? Um, making sure that an influencer campaign uh, has a diverse mix of influencers, particularly in the society that we live in now. Um, sometimes a brand thinks, oh, no, we just want to have beautiful people in it. And we want to have beautiful white women under the age of 30. Well, are you saying then that the only people that buy your product and service are beautiful white women under the age of 30? No, you're not. So be mindful of using influencers that really reflect your product and services or what you'd like to have as your uh, future audiences. Um, so I think those are some of the key key um, things. I mean, one other thing is treat influencers as human beings. You know, they, they are one of the issues, you know, during the pandemic, you know, some of them obviously made a lot of money, which was great, but a lot of them didn't. They had their entire um, uh, income affected by the fact that lots of brands stopped spending money for a period of time. These are people that are working on their own, working all God hours. Uh, and, and some, you know, they have the pressures, the stresses of, of sometimes inadequate work or too much work. And they have overwhelm. Uh, so just because they haven't responded to something immediately it doesn't mean to say that they don't want to. It's because sometimes they're just simply overwhelmed. Uh, so treat them with respect, treat them with uh, guidance and help, and ideally try and work with them as a collaboration so that everybody wins out of it. Nice, nice. Awesome tips. Uh, Gordon, I have the question about, uh, let's imagine, you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today to learn more about influence marketing? Uh, the first thing is to buy my book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 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 but actually, um, remember, to be influential, it's not about um, all of the goodies, the treats, the earning money, the going on the trips. It's about really thinking about the, an audience. And, and that is driven by you having a passion that you believe in. So I would start to think about um, laying things out with what are you good at? What do you love doing? Because there's nothing worse than somebody saying, oh, I want to be a beauty influencer. I'm going to do some tutorials. Well, actually, there are thousands of people like that. Um, what, what, what are you going to do that's going to be different from everybody else? And so really understanding what is your unique selling proposition, if that's what you want to do. 
Uh, a brand is what somebody says about you when you're not in the room. So think about what is what are the three words that could best describe you to somebody else? You know, uh, we we have an attention span that's lower and lower than it has ever been before. We're now living in the attention economy and, and we we're also living in the personal branding economy. You know, we're all brands in some shape or form. So in order to influence, you have to be somebody that has knowledge, has trust, is likable, is responsive. You know, all of those things that are, are that we like and admire from other people, we can then adopt ourselves. Because there's no point in being a great looking person with a lot of knowledge if you don't get back to people. You know, it's it's about having those really key attributes. Um, the other suggestions I would have a look at is uh, start to tag the types of brands that you would like to work with. So they are seeing your content because, you know, the way the algorithm is working. Uh, if you've got um, a, a relatively small audience, it's only going to be shown to about five percent in any one time. So the only way to do that is to tag people or indeed put some paid media behind it, which, by the way, is, is a significant growth at the moment. A lot of influencer campaigns are supported by paid media. They know the content works well, but it's just not seen by enough eyeballs on itself. So um, paid media uh, you know, does help tick that box. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, Gordon, I have the question about, uh, for example, today we have a lot of platforms that can help to customize the process to find influencers. But you mentioned about outreach uh, by email to search, uh, to do all this job yourself. So uh, any insights, uh, which way is better to use platforms that can simplify the process or uh, to outreach influencers directly and uh, cooperate directly? Okay, so it's a good question. I would say a lot of it comes down to money and time. If you've got Uh, if you've got if you've got a certain a little bit of budget a reasonable amount of budget and you haven't got a lot of time easy answer use an expert that has already got that data and that the, these individuals are working day in and day uh, day in and day night um, on on running campaigns so they they know what works and they're they're in a position to give you regular reports they know the types of influencers that are going to work really well for you Um, and you can work with an influencer platform from a few thousand dollars, you know, five, five thousand, five thousand dollars, five thousand pounds upwards. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to just try it on a very small level, um, you are likely to be um, doing it yourself um, and just trialing it out. But don't just try with one or two. Um, if you can try at least with between five and ten. And do it at the same time. What a lot of people I find um, that doesn't work very well is they say, oh, well, I've tried influencer marketing. It didn't work. Well, that's because they did it sporadically. And it's like chucking something at the wall and hoping it will stick. There was no strategy behind it. Do you know what I mean? There was no mini campaign behind it. So, you know, that's what that's why I wrote the book, to be honest, is to make sure that if you want to make influencer marketing work, make sure that you have proper goals, use the right influencers, the right content at the right time and evaluate it properly. Nice. Valuable. Okay, I have the final question. Uh, today, uh, we know about AI. Uh, AI can create content. I use 
AI tools to generate text, but I usually edit them. Uh, and uh, what do you think about the future? Can you predict the future in influence marketing? Because many things are coming, metaverse, augmented reality, AI today can replace some human occupations. <laughs> what kind of future will be in your predictions? Yeah, well, interesting, isn't it? How AI is really taking over so much of uh, what we do. Um, and, and there are... Um, you know, influencers, of course, that are, you know, artificial influencers. I mean, um, I'm just trying to think of the, the, the um, little Michaela has got over uh -huh. 3 million followers, looks as real as anything, reacts in the same way, but is, is not real. <laughs> um, and so I think we are going to see more of that sort of technology. We are going to see even greater data analytics um, more and more brands and organizations are using influencers. We trust the opinions of, of, in, of people more than we do traditional advertising now. Uh, the, 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 fi the, the figures don't, don't lie. Um, so I think, um, you know, and what we're also going to see is ordinary people uh, become, you know, almost, they may not refer themselves as influencers, but we're going to start to see more consumer fans uh, being able so big growth in communities and that's already happening by the way lots of brands are creating their own online communities um, and whilst they may have started with influencers they're realizing that actually they're they're uh, they've got fans within their customer base that are already talking about their products and services and sharing content so i think uh, just just more user generated content is liquid gold uh, for for brands uh, as well, so um, yeah, the future's the future's uh, very positive, I think, for influencer marketing. Yeah, the future is positive if you love what you do, if you passion about your stuff, and it doesn't matter. AI will promote your products or people being will uh, promote your products. Just love what you do and go ahead, because of course AI will replace some occupations. But it happened many times in our history. Some occupations disappeared. Uh, AI can't replace all human beings. But uh, some occupations, of course, of course, uh, uh, companies are looking for automation. Yeah, well, we well, use well, them. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why the influencer platforms have been so successful is because the process back and forth with influencers can be very time consuming. The contracting, the briefing, all of that is a lot of work now that has been automated so that influencer can just tick. They can upload their content. The brand can tick and say, yes, it's, it actually has improved massively from, you know, reams and reams of emails back and forth. But you have to do that if you were just doing that on your own. So um, these sort of self-service SaaS platforms have really come onto their own uh, now. Yeah. By the way, Bing, Microsoft Bing, is going to adapt uh, ChatGPT uh, to Outlook. And it's interesting uh, that, you know, uh, in the future, you can write, uh, reply to emails with uh, AI. So just to click the button, please reply to my boss, to my customer. I have no time. And probably uh, uh, AI uh, wrote this email, <laughs> not boss, not a customer. So <laughs> I will speak to each other. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Gordon, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. 
Yeah, thank you very much for having the uh, having me on the show. Um, so yeah, GordonGlenister.com. Um, you've got my name in the um, uh, in the message there. Um, so I've got lots and lots of content there, lots of blogs, um, downloadable guides. Um, I have a Facebook group called the Influencer Marketing Secrets and a VIP club. Um, you can also listen to the Influence Global podcast, um, which uh, you can get on all leading uh, uh, podcast shows. Uh, and hopefully there's um, lots of tips and ideas. And if you want to have a chat with me at any one time about um, some ideas about how to, to start an influencer campaign or indeed become more influential, influential yourself, then I've got all my contact details on my website. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime. Share more valuable insights. Let me know if you have a new book. I'll submit this book to the podcast episode. I'm going to read it because I love reading books. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.